So this is episode 112. Yes, it's sir. just bodybuilding. Yes, sir. And uh, we were unable to do Monday because I think Dusty is a globe trotter. I was globe trotting. Yes. So uh, we we decided to go live so that we can kind of get one out this week with, uh, you know, missing the, the normal day recording. So like, share, subscribe, comment, because <laughs> <laughs> ring the bell. There we go. <laughs> and of course, for those of you watching live, we are seeing your questions come down the side. Obviously, it's going to be hard to just get to everybody, but we'll uh, we'll do our best as we ramble. How is Dusty doing this week? Fantabulous, but I've been gunning. I was gone for a week in Arizona. Then when I flew back, good old American Airlines fucked me and I got stranded in Dallas. Mm. <clears throat> then, of course, they oh. want to offer you a, some seedy hotel. I'm like, nah, I'll go get my own hotel. Thanks. <laughs> so we skipped that shit. Flew back yesterday and then literally landed, showered, and went straight to the gym because I'm filming with uh, Condemned Labs this week. Ah, so. okay. <clears throat> I know. I noticed uh, you had a good time in Arizona, though, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Boats and hoes. Yeah. I mean, ah. <clears throat> I mean, Tommy and Matt. Yes, that's what I meant. <laughs> this echoes up the stairs, too. It's not good. It's not good. People think that Dusty's trip to Arizona was like, you know, some like fun, you know, he went out, you know, partying went out and, and had. Yeah, no, it was him and Tommy and Matt eating at Five Guys. Right. That's and lifting probably, weights, you know, it was yeah. a lot of sushi. Yes. Probably what it amounted to. So things are going good. I see that 405 is now the back off set again. Ooh. Yes, it was nice to get that back. I was uh, I I threw four fifty five on to see, and I got eleven. So I was like, well then, four hundred five is the back off. So I think uh, right. I think I can get back to twenty again in a week or so. So that makes me happy. Damn. And now, what about you, Scott? I see you're still got some COVID long haul shit, eh? <sighs> yeah, still it's, having a hard time. It's up and down. I when I was in Canada, I don't know. Maybe it was the quality of the food. Maybe it was that I was with my <laughs> girlfriend for the first time in a year. But I was feeling pretty Human good. Contact. Yeah, exactly. And it, <laughs> it went back down a little bit. But I'm on my I'm on my I'm on my upswing now. So so we'll see. Right. And I started some new supplements because I thought that they might help. Uh, they've been time proven supplements known as 600 milligrams test, 400 milligrams DECA. So we'll see. I feel like that, that may be beneficial. Maybe. I thought you were going to list a bunch of stuff that was like, you know, good for oxygen uptake post COVID, <laughs> like some herbs or you it know, might be like, good for oxygen. I don't know. That's yeah, what Victoria said. Victoria was like, you know, they do have a lot of other supplements that you could be exploring. She was like, you're a such trend? a bro. Yeah, oh. she's like you're such ah. a bro. You're like just add some Deca, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, no, like, it's like duct well, tape for guys that fix things. I get it. Yeah. Well, I hope that your joints are at least feeling great. How's that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so obviously, there's a few things we got to touch on. Um, you know, I don't want to dwell on this stuff. And if people have uh, been doing stuff, but you know, hard to lose Roden. And oh, uh, I just wanted to give you guys each, you know, a minute to just say something about Sean Roden for everyone listening. Uh, I mean, for me, it was a, a just a, a shocker. Um, but I, I like to put the positive twist on things because I, I don't yeah. have a real um, death happens. It's going to happen to everybody. And I think what really drives the mark is how you live when you're here. And based, I didn't know Sean extremely well. I knew Sean through people mm-hmm. and obviously, you know, in passing, but seeing 
his true friends that actually they were sharing stuff. It was great to see and kind of realize, um, you know, how respected he was not, not as Mr. Olympia, but, but as you know, who he was within, uh, his inner circle, loved seeing that. Um, and it also, the one bitter side was it really pissed me off that, uh, again, the, the organization turned its back on him and it, it, to be honest with you, it makes me sick to see them sharing the, Oh, poor Sean. Um, you know, I'm not competing anymore, so I can say get fucked. Because to me, right. you you know, you were guilty until proven innocent with you guys, and now you're sad. Like, sorry, kiss my ass. Yeah. It's not how I work. But, you know, happy to see uh, the response, the respect, and obviously terrible uh, on every other aspect. But uh, a guy yeah. who will definitely be missed. And uh, selfishly, I wish that we would have gotten to see more of him doing what he loves the most. Yeah. 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 What about you, Scott? Man, so... I'll tell you what, I, I, I had kind of like a special uh, f- connection as a fan to Sean Roden. I, I didn't know him personally. I met him one time, uh, but I, I can say like I liked his physique before he was cool. You know what I mean? Like before he won right, the Olympia, right. a few years before that, I was like, damn, this dude is really something else. And I, I remember, you know, talking about him on podcasts and stuff. And, and then he did really well. And I was like, yeah, now the world sees what I saw in him type thing. So I, I really did yeah. like him a lot as a bodybuilder. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll tell you what I, uh, and, and I was there when he won too, which was kind of cool to see. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I, I kind of relate to what you said, Dusty. I felt like that whole thing just sucked. It, it really brought to my attention, just like the crappiness of what he had gone through, you know, not being able to compete. And it's like, man, this whole thing, it's like, it's, you know, the whole guilty before proven innocent thing and all of that, mm-hmm. it, it, it bothers me. And I didn't really see any of the stuff that the IFBB was sharing about losing him, but they had definitely disowned him otherwise. And, uh, you know, it's, it's too bad. It's too bad. And, and to say, you know, yeah, I was shocked, but it's weird because I feel like I'm not quite as shocked anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then Victor Richards passed away. And then I was Which like, oh, yeah, he didn't. What? Which- yeah, they just not. announced it. <laughs> he's alive. He's back? He's yeah. Like, he pulled a Dusty. He came back. See, look what we <laughs> did. Sometimes. Look what we did live on the air. We just brought back a hero. Live nice. On You're, the kidding air. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. We yeah, needed I a win, so I called in a favor. Yeah? Yeah, we needed a win. Yeah. Well, I'll be damned. Yeah. That makes yeah, me yeah, happier. Crazy. All right. Yeah. yeah, but but yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. The, 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 uh, what Sean went through, you know what? I mean, obviously, you know, I don't want to talk about this too long, but listen to what Aceto said. You know, I text with Aceto the day it happened, and and I, I just said, because the words heart attack hadn't been used yet. Okay. He had just passed away, and no one knew, mm-hmm. no one was saying anything, right? It was really early. And mm-hmm. I text Chris, and I said, hey, man, like, what happened? Do you know what happened? And Chris's reply was, yeah, he died of a broken heart. Hmm. You know, so you have to wonder what the last few years have put him through. Yeah. And yeah, you know, mitigating factors, et cetera. But yeah, you just got to think like, well, I mean, anytime anybody 46 years old passes away, it's obviously, you know, stuff fucking piling up and happening, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in whatever way, you know, whether it be 
you know, this or that, but you know, stress kills people, man. All those fucking CEOs that die when they're 49 and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, they're just, you know, that it, it kills people. So you have to factor that in and what he went through and man, um, you know, like I always tell the story about when I met Sean, the, the weekend he turned pro, you know, and, um, you know, at the North Americans there and, and, uh, I still remember like he didn't know anybody. He didn't have any friends with them or anybody. He was just by himself backstage and I was by myself and we were just sitting together and, you know, he's like, oh, it's my first show in seven years. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, really? And he's like, yeah, I didn't train for like five years and, you know, getting back into it. And I was like, oh, okay. No, not first show. I think he just done the Maryland or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. you know, he requalified at the Maryland and it was, you know, North America. He's like, yeah, you know, it's my first year competing or whatever in like seven years. And uh, I remember when he took his pants off because we were getting our tans done by the same girl. So she was kind of like touching us up at the same time and he pulled his pants down and it's like prejudging right and i just took one look at his lower body like he didn't even have a shirt off yet yeah and i was like oh fuck (laughs) and he was only he was only 209 but he just looked like he looked like the guy that had what it took to beat everyone like you know you just see genetics walking around right yeah oh yeah and he took his and i remember thinking oh shit and then he took his top off and he was standing there and i go dude you're going to smoke everybody. And he kind of laughs and he's like, wow, you know, it's like 25 heavyweights. And I was like, it doesn't matter, man. (laughs) It could be a (laughs) hundred. Yeah. And then we, you know, prejudging was happening and he was coming off stage and I was standing with the supers and we were walking on stage. So we were passing each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and, and he's coming. It was kind of slow going because it was like tight space. And I saw him coming and he was smiling and I go, where'd they put you? And he goes, first call out in the middle, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then the next day was the finals. So we were hanging out backstage the next day and, um, and I was like, yeah, you're going to win, you know? And then I yeah. knew who was going to win the supers. And I was like, you're going to win the whole show, man. Huh. Like, you're going to smoke everybody. And he's like, yeah, he goes, no, no, don't say that. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And then he did. <laughs> And then I remember he came backstage with his trophy and we were just chatting and it was just funny. He was just there by himself, you know? Yep. He was really cool. Crazy. The time I met him, I was talking, VJ and I were hanging out at the Arnold. It was right before prejudging and we were over by the, the, uh, the escalators where you go backstage and uh, we bumped into Chris Aceto. So we stopped him to, you know, pester Chris for a minute and Sean Roden walked up, and it's while he was Mr. Olympia. And VJ, being such a bodybuilding nerd, he's, like, in awe, like, completely in awe. And he, dead serious, like, not sarcastic at all. He was like, Mr. Olympia, sir, it is nice to meet you, sir. Just reached out his hand. Like, the most <laughs> respect you could possibly give. It's like he saw a freaking king. <laughs> right. right. It was cool. That's awesome. I, that's funny. Yeah. Sean must have got a kick out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he uh i i had a few more stories about sean he um we i remember we sat in the airport in germany for a while waiting for our flight and it was like late and he was just eating a muffin i remember that and um and i go oh, i was at the breakfast of champions and he was like yeah he's like i haven't been on a meal plan for like weeks and weeks <laughs> he was just laughing he's like, i just been eating like whatever for like weeks yeah and i go oh yeah and then we were sitting joking around and 
he was telling me about how he got like last in his first pro show. Mm -hmm. His like first pro show went really bad. Yeah. And he was just telling me about it. It was just funny. He just got on topic and he was just saying, he's, yeah, I went back to my room and I was like, you got fucking last. <laughs> and he was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? He said it was just like, you know, it was, it was a real experience for him. And he just said, some of these guys can't handle it. Mm -hmm. You know, they get a bad placing. And, and, and I remember him talking about, he's like, yeah, if you can't handle a bad placing, man. <clears throat> It's, you're done it's you have you have to be able to handle it so you know that says a lot about him you know yeah. and then one thing that i have to say that i don't think people like we know because we're in the bodybuilding industry we know how hard it is to win a mr olympia true like you know you literally you're one in millions and millions of people like to to say i'm going to be mr olympia one day is like that's like something like, come on, who can actually say that? You know what I mean? Handful oh, and, yeah. and, and, and Chris Aceto was saying to me for years, and I'm sure to Dusty too, yep. Sean Roden's going to win an Olympia. Damn. Yep. And I remember thinking like, well, you know, Chris is a big fan of his guys. He's always rooting for his guys. He's a pot. He likes to manifest things and, you know, put things out into the world and, yeah. you know, that a whole sort of thing. You know, he's a successful guy. That's how Chris operates, right? You just make it so. But it's still a hell of a statement. And to oh, say yeah. it, like, he said it to me dozens of times. Sean Rohn's going to be Mr. Olympia. Like, he would say it like that. You mark my words. Hey, huh. That's what he says, yep. right, Dusty? Mark sure. my words. Yep. I can picture <laughs> it now. Mark my words. Mark my words. Sean Roden will be Mr. Olympia. I remember Chris saying that to me, and I remember thinking, hey, yeah, I mean, he's got a good shot, but there's a lot of guys. Right. Right? <clears throat> you know? Yeah. And then I remember in 2018, it was Monday night. I was at the gym, and I was behind the counter, like, making shakes. I remember it. And I got a text from Chris and it was pictures of Roden from his hotel room. Mm -hmm. And he goes, Sean Roden will win. Mm. And I remember just thinking like, what about Phil Heath? He's sort of <laughs> yeah. hard to beat. There's this little yeah. guy named Phil Heath. You took out <laughs> Phil. Yeah. Like I, I remember the pictures were great, but I was just like, I go, well, Hey, he looks really good here. And Chris is like, you don't get it. He's like in the room right now. He's going to be Mr. Olympia, and I was like, "Oh fuck, five days!" And I was like, real positive, you know. I wasn't arguing with Chris, yeah. right? Yeah. I was like, "Hey man, five days, make it happen," you know. Yeah. But I still remember being in the crowd and and watching the final round of posing. I remember thinking, "Phil's gonna win. Phil's gonna win, right?" And then that final round when they were running them through like another, like they're just killing him. You could see it. You could see the veins across his whole body. You could see the condition. You could just see how. And then when they did the ab thigh shot, yes, yes, and the crowd and the crowd went like fucking nuts. And all of a sudden, it was like I could smell blood. <sighs> I was mm -hmm. like, "Oh fuck, yeah. it's happening." Yeah, I remember feeling that. I remember it's fucking happening. And then like, you know, felt well, minutes later or in Olympia fashion, probably about an hour later after yeah. they did yeah, exactly. round, <laughs> rounds my of ass. stuff and <laughs> gave out, you know, supplement of the year award and had some suit come out and give a speech about ratings on the Internet or just some bullshit. They make you sit through. But then they fucking won, you know, and uh, you know, it's funny. My buddy uh, Morgan. He sent me the video that he took of From the it. announcement 
when I've they got said one you know, too. Sean Roden, right? Yeah. And it's the video of Chris and Jay Cutler finds him in the crowd and like oh, shakes mm-hmm. Aceto's hand and Aceto's just losing his mind. It's a pretty good video. Yeah. Dude. And and they're playing ACDC shook me all night long. Yeah. <laughs> dude everybody everybody stood up like when they announced him the whole place erupted i mean i think part of it was it was like just an exciting thing that phil got beat you know what i mean i think it could have been anybody but it was so cool to be a part oh yeah that's part of it yeah it really was yeah yeah it was uh it was it was something else you know and i remember i saw aceto outside and uh and he, we we had previously joked about quad separation, yeah. And and he and he would say, "Yeah, you got to be able to swipe your card, right?" Yeah. And so he saw me outside. He goes, "I go, man, he was sliced." And he goes, "You see the quads, Ron? Not only did he have swipe, he had chip." <laughs> <laughs> I do I remember like, that. I was like, Chris, you never fucking stop. <laughs> it's amazing. Another acetoism. Aceto. Yeah. So what else happened? Victor Richards died and then came back to life. What's up with that? Appreciate Jesus, that. what a shit show. So whose fault is that? Well, I think Victor's. oh you were being literal my bad oh you mean like he's not on social media enough to like yeah Yeah. he wasn't there to tell me what the fuck are you talking about no it does make you wonder the whole day how did that get put out and then regurgitated and then stay for like a whole day i got a text in the middle of the night uh, dante texts me he goes well victor richards came back to life so that's cool and i'm like <laughs> yeah my, my text message with dante just says victor richards is dead and then uh, like i didn't see it in time so then victor richards is alive <laughs> there's no reply uh, from me there's nothing in between <laughs> <laughs> so, oh god this, yeah that just looking at like you know to you like that screenshot could just summarize <laughs> like how we are now you know yeah, with that's just how it works and, that's just how it works yeah crazy so i i uh i actually found as a result i found victor richards on facebook so he is active on facebook hmm. it's just vic richards and uh, I didn't even know he had any social media at all. But you know, yeah, yesterday yeah. I kind of went went looking for him, and and it's kind of ironically his very most recent Facebook post was about Roden. Okay. So you know when the news hit that he had passed, yeah. everyone rushed to his Facebook page, and there's a post about Roden. Yeah. And they're all commenting like, "Oh wow, how ironic! Like this is crazy." Blah blah blah. So I don't know if he like logged into his Facebook after, you know, he probably only goes on once a day or whatever. He probably left it for a day. He's like, ah, fuck him. Let's ride this one out. My friend, uh, Dave Crossland that I do the drugs and stuff podcast with, he talks to Victor Richards once in a while. Like they've had long conversations and he thought that it was true too. I don't know whether he's found out the reality of it or not now, but he was like, Hey, I'll try to get Victor on the podcast at some point. And then he got back to him. It turned out that uh, Victor Richards wanted to get paid. He was like, I'll come on the podcast, but how much are you guys paying me? 
And so I was like, yeah, yeah, I don't think we want Victor Richards on the podcast. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, okay. man. Well, maybe now. He's the first guy I've ever known that came back. Yeah, the second. I didn't know the other one. Never met him. <clears throat> Who's the second? <laughs> Dusty. <laughs> oh, I thought we were talking about Jesus. My bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh, yeah, Jesus. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell Forgot me, what's the other one. side like? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know. It's, uh, it, it, what about all the, okay, so also there's been some shows. It, I can't even keep up, man. So who just won shows? Hmm. I don't even we know, got, honestly. Yeah, oh, no, Samson got, just uh, won um, a show. Oh, yeah. Samson won, and he looked lights out. Um, Nathan fell back to fourth in that one. Um, was Regan in third or second? I can't remember. He was in third, and uh, Raphael Brando. Raphael yes, Brando yes, yes, yes. Who was wacky? He's like, awesome. Chris sent me pictures of him too, and he's like, "How, how funny that said, people were like, you should just do classic. You're not big enough." Oh, <laughs> like where are those people? That was like two years ago. I remember he he was fielding those questions like two years ago, and he's like, "I'll get bigger. Don't worry." He yeah, is yeah, yeah. nuts. And in person, it's yeah. even scarier. Like he looks like, great. Yeah. And I and remember when I said I was a fan of like really deep, sharp quad separation? Yeah. So he's like just has that that like you know, laser etched out quad look going on all the time and all the shots. And I, I just I love that on a physique. It's just such a finisher from the front, you know. Well, he's got it so, in the delts too, like all the shots, the delts are like feathered through you know yeah yeah start to appreciate yeah, certain things later you know what i mean like my knock on certain bodybuilders is sometimes well they're peeled but their quads aren't like shredded you know, right, know like you sometimes mean. that's Detail. my criticism yeah that's sometimes my criticism of brandon right is his quads aren't like like you know where's the chip you know yeah you, can't, you definitely can't do the chip definitely, can't. <laughs> definitely, definitely not so yeah, I don't know. So we got all these questions. I see these questions popping by. I don't know if people want us to hit more questions now that we're just sitting here live trying we to We should out. fire it out. Let's do some of these on yeah. the spot. I've got a few too from uh it's actually from the Patreon. I don't even know if you guys oh. knew this. I have a Patreon Heck for yeah. the channel. So I asked over there the other day, "Hey guys, do you have any questions?" For it's just bodybuilding cuz we're going to record on Wednesday, which didn't happen, but hey, we're here now. Uh, you guys mind if we start up with these? I've got three of yeah, them. Yeah, that's perfect. All right. Perfect. And yeah, everybody else who's watching live, I, I can't promise I'll be able to get to everything, but I'll sift through. I see two questions that I've saved. Anybody else who wants to post a question, you know, in, include to some fun stuff. You know what I mean? I want to ask these guys oh, some yeah. stuff that's not just like about bodybuilding drugs. You know what I'm saying? But here's one. He uh, says, um, Given the recent passing of several well-known bodybuilders, what advice or guidance would you give to 40-year or older athletes to protect their health and longevity? Uh, what changes have you made once you've got past the I am young and invincible stage of life? That is a stage, too. That's for real. Yeah, that's definitely. It's called your 20s, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that what that is? Um, well, I mean... First, I'm not a doctor, believe it or not. <laughs> listen, bullshit. Listen, anything you do has some risk. Okay. So 
you know, anything you do has some risk, whether it's falling and breaking your leg or ripping your shoulder or, you know, burning in a fiery race car. There's going to be a certain amount of risk for anything you do. And um, I think some people take on far too much risk for what they're going to get out of what they're doing. Okay. And that's what I see with bodybuilding. So like there's guys taking like barely any shit and they're competing and they're, I mean, they're taking time off and they're perfectly healthy and they get their blood work and they're doing their thing and they've, they love training and they seem to just do fine. And then you, uh-huh. you, you see the odd guy, like we all, we have all known guys that just take way too much stuff for way too long. And you know, they have problems and obviously sometimes stuff sneaks up on people that think they're healthy. That's the shock of some of this other stuff, but there's some stuff isn't a surprise at all. Like, you know, there's guys out there. I know guys that come to me, they're like, Hey man, you know, like this is out of whack. 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 And this is out of whack. And this is my cycle. And I'm like, well, you have to go off. Like, like yeah, why are you not still on? Why are you still on a big cycle right now? Like there's no way around this other than going off and like, uh-huh fixing your body like let your body fix it your body will fix itself if you just go you know just like let it you know in a lot of cases obviously i'm not being not saying it'll fix everything but you know a lot of this stuff like you know this number's a little high or this number's a little out of whack or whatever just let your body sort it out but it takes time and um and that's what a lot of people you know don't want to hear and I, I do know some guys that have really successfully, like maybe they went, you know, kind of hard in their late 20s or early 30s or whatever. And they're in their 40s now and they want to get back on stage and they just do like, you know, the TRT plus thing and they're very responsible about it. And they're, you know, they, they do it the, I guess, the right way um, as mm-hmm. opposed to like, I'm going to get back on stage at 43 and I'm just going to ram these huge cycles. And like, obviously that's just a bad idea. So I don't know. Unless you're getting paid to do something, competing, you know, it has to be, you have to be able to do it reasonably risk-free or it's just not worth it for a lot of people at that age. Hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I was going to say that the biggest thing on this particular question is blood work. I know, and I know you guys both know this, a lot of people don't get blood work because they don't want to know the answer that they probably already know. I've been there, so you know. It's very easy to just not get blood work because when you see it, you can't deny it. And you don't want to go off or you don't want to do whatever it is it is. So you just say, I'm fine. And, you know, not to get into the depths of it, but I laugh when people say, well, it's worth it to me to lose that life. And I'm like, you've never been there. Like, you don't know that, you know, um, doing what we do. I mean, I'm not going to bullshit. I'm, I'm sure that there's been some years knocked off of my life with my choices. And I don't regret them because of how I've went at things. I've done blood work three to four times a year every year since I was 27 years old. You know, and I'm very particular to the point that Dante will laugh at me when I send it to him because I'm like, oh, I, I don't like where this number is. And he's like, it's completely fine. You know what I mean? Um, but I think being obsessive in that direction allows you to breathe a sigh of relief when you are 40 years old and 290 pounds. Um, you know, so I think making sure you're doing the blood work is the biggest key. And then also, I hate the people that either don't want to do their blood work, 
or they don't want to spend the money on the health products. And I'm like, well, if you have money for a cycle, you got money for the OTC stuff that'll help keep you healthy. You know, right. and, and like you right. said, Ron, even if you're doing this for money, you can't spend the money if you're dead. So keep that yeah. in mind. <laughs> yep. There you go, Scott. All right. I'm I like seeing, that. I like you sourcing questions. I'm seeing that we have some people running into an issue. They said that the, the stream froze up on them. Um, some people are trying to refresh. You know, I'm sorry. You know, we're doing the best we can over here. We didn't change anything. So it is running. I think that there might be some type of a glitch. So if anybody is getting kicked off, my, my thought would be, just try to refresh and take it from there. And if not, too, the program will be, uh, of course, available to you guys uh, when we're done uh, as re you know, recorded video. Okay, so I got another one here. This is from Patreon as well. This is from Ted. He says, Lee Haney recently said, getting a pro card today is easy. I read a few months back in the 2019 alone, uh, something like 800 pro cards were given out. Uh, thoughts, very interested in Ron's thoughts on this one. Love the show. Our community is better because of what you guys and think big bodybuilding are doing. Thanks, Ted. And thank you, Ted. Absolutely. Well, um, so I don't know if it's easier. That's the, that might be a misconception of Lee's when they say it's easier. Um, I mean, Lee's reference point is back when there was only bodybuilding right so let's just look at only bodybuilding um you know don't look at physique and bikini and all that stuff because those numbers like they give way more cards for those divisions sure like you know there's a lot of physique don't they give top two in every division for men's physique at some shows yeah and bikini so. uh, and some of them and bikini, and bikini and women's yeah physique right and so classic so if you yeah so i mean obviously that's that's a money maker they're giving that many pro cards away because they know that all those people will pay the $400 a year to be a pro to say they have an active pro card so that they can maybe do a pro show or whatever they want to do. And um, I mean, that's a lot of money when you're giving out thousands of pro cards or, you know, you got a lot more revenue coming in. So there are a lot more pro cards given, obviously at nationals, they give a pro card to every bodybuilder who wins his class. And um, which is how it's been for ages. That's fine. Um, even if they give away a lot more pro cards, in order to be a good pro, you still have to be able to win on stage and compete on stage. So just because you have a pro card doesn't mean you can go to a pro show and not get completely destroyed. So it devalues the pro card to, because scarcity, scarcity scarcity produces value right so when there's a lot more pro cards it devalues the pro cards that's just an economic law so the pro cards are a lot less valuable but to be good at competing is still have to be able to win so you're still going to see the best people placing at the top of the shows you know the top five in the men's classic physique at the olympia isn't going to be watered down because there's too many pros it's still going to be the top five best fucking guys that destroy everyone else. So it does devalue the pro cards, but it doesn't really change things on the pro stage. If that, if you know what I mean, does that make sense? Oh yeah. No, I, I think it makes sense, but I definitely, 
I actually do side with Lee, um, and, and for the same reason that you already said, Ron. But it's just, yeah, you know, there is no value, and, and I'm gonna, you know, put this out pretty bluntly, and and it could be used against me even. But like, you know, I mean, I know a sixty some odd year old guy um, who you know looks good, uh, and he's a pro. Um, and he can say he is IFBB pro just like you are Ron, just like I am. And it sounds funny to say this, but I'm like, we're not doing the same thing. Um, and I didn't get there the same way. Uh, so, you know, and, and I say it could be used against me because I mean, Kai green could say that about me. Well, I'm sure as fuck not doing the same thing he was doing, but you know, I do think that that part I wish was a little different because for example, when I first turned pro, uh, it meant something even in the NPC. Like when you went to shows, they'd be like, oh, pros don't pay to come to the yeah. show. And I mean, yeah, I don't yeah, give yeah. a shit about pros, $40. Pros didn't, pros but didn't now it's pay like, for, they'll, they'll tell yeah. you out loud, like, well, everybody's got pro cards, so <laughs> yeah. you still pay. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. And it's not, about the, it's not about the 40 bucks to go into a show. It's that even the IFBB is recognizing and the NPC, like, hey, we kind of give these away. So, you know, and don't get me wrong, I hate to say it, but like, I still get offered to go free all the time because of what I've created within the industry. But it is a funny statement because that used to be just across the board. When you were a pro, like it meant something. And now it yeah, really I, doesn't nearly as much. I remember like the days in, in the 90s, like if you were a pro bodybuilder, you didn't pay for gym membership. Like, like mm -hmm. I, I knew like that was just a thing. Like, oh, that guy's a pro. Like that guy got his fucking pro card. He doesn't pay. Are you kidding? Get that guy right. in here. Like, no, no, no. Give him a t-shirt. Give him a hat. Fuck. Get that guy in here. I remember that's how it used to be, you know? And, um, you know, there was only one pro per like, you know, 500 mile radius. Or whatever. <laughs> I remember those days, you know, like if you even knew a pro, like, you know, a pro, like, I remember right. that, you know, like, fuck who, which pro, which pro do you know? And they'd say some name and you'd go scouring the magazines like, fuck, I found a picture of him. You know, it was like funny, you yeah. know, but it so I understand what Lee's saying. But also there was a lot less guys competing back then, you know, like mm -hmm. it, it uh, you know, I mean, if you look at like the super heavyweight class that Akeem Williams won at the North Americans that year that we were yeah. in Dusty, yep. you know, like compare that class to a class Lee Haney competed in as an amateur. And yeah, it's that not, class is dusting not, them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not technically, it's not technically easier. I understand the use of the word. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I definitely agree with you because, but there has been a change, you know, and, and not to beat it up, but that's something that I was actually talking to um, just last night with uh, with Jordan, who just won the overall at the USA's. Uh, he didn't even blink to say, "I'm I'm aware that it's not what it used to be." You know, uh, and we were just talking because he won his first USA. He just won the overall and left. And he literally had no no thought that he would win when he came into the show. Uh, he won and he won pretty handily. But he's like, you know, he even said, he's like, man, looking back, he's like, I remember seeing what, what was winning the USAs and Nationals, you know, 15 years ago was different than it is now. Um, but like you said, Ron, when you get to the top level, the best of the best are still the best. You know, there are guys yeah. that are turning pro and immediately making impacts. Um, 
So it, it you know, it's kind of one of those, it is what it is things. And, you know, it, it's comparable to even just looking at social media and saying, well, you know, thankfully for people like us, there's a way for us to be relevant. Cause if it was like, it was in the nineties, they would have forgot us the minute we got the card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dusty who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You got more yeah, stuff? Exactly. Yeah, I wanted to ask though, Ron, is it the, the same now? Are, are there more opportunities in Canada now than there were when you came up? Because we've talked like you we we had Dusty, we had a great conversation. Ron joined us on uh, the Blood, Sweat and Gear podcast, and we took like a half hour to hear the whole story about the process of turning pro and all the shows that Ron went through. Is it like that still now? Well, I mean, so your initial question was are there more opportunities yeah. for Canadian bodybuilding pros? Is that kind of what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like here in the U S there are more pro cards. If you, you know, if you were to redo what you had done, then would you, could you get like pro to second place or something like that? Oh, Oh, I see. Well, I mean, yeah. Cause I mean, you know, the first 10 nationals I did, they only gave one card, I think like not even a second card, right? So it was just the overall mm -hmm. winner and that was it. So if they would have been given two cards, you know, look at it mathematically, they would have been clearing guys out of there a lot faster. Yeah, okay. And there wouldn't have been so bottlenecked at that level for so long. So okay. a whole bunch of people would have got pro cards faster if they would have, if they would have toed it or threed it, you know, because they even went to three cards for a while, like, but, you know, near the end there. So, um, so yeah, I mean, plus there's North Americans, which now gives more cards too, sure. so... It, yeah, you would, you know, you probably would have been a, I mean, who, who's to say, but yeah, it probably would have been a little bit different mathematically, you know, All right. but sure. I mean, as far as when is a bet, when's the best time to be a bodybuilder? I mean, well now, I mean, now's the best time to be anything. Huh. I mean, this or fucking dirty. computer where we have in our hand, like I don't have to go to work. I, my work is right here. Like it's unbelievable. It's the best thing ever. I, yeah. people who complain about you know, the modern world. I'm like, you don't like the modern world. Oh, okay. How far back do you want to go? Pre, you know, you want to go back before you, you want to go back before penicillin? Right. Exactly. How far back do you want to go? Yeah. Like, that's... I'm good. Right. So I'm good. Right. Yeah, I'm good. I got a, I got a, a kind of a comment here just to give Dusty some shit. Uh, Preston says concerned with Dusty's beard game. He, uh, has he not found a solid beard game artist since moving? <laughs> you know what? It's it's that's a tr here's the truth. Um, so I don't trust anyone, and I actually shaved my beard issues. off like a week and a half ago. But um, no, so when I came here, everything in South Carolina is cheaper. I mean everything. And then you want to get your beard trimmed? It's forty dollars. Which is really I pay forty. Uh, yeah, I pay forty bucks for to, for uh, Courtney, but that's just because I overpay her because I like her. Um, so when I saw that, I'm like, and then I go look at their work, and I was like, you know what? Plus, you know, I factored in the fact I was putting in a lot of effort, and I still was not attractive. And I was like, you know what? This could be my excuse for being less attractive. <laughs> if my beard is mangy, I can be like, well, if I was cleaned up, I'd be better looking. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm just, I'm trying to lower the bar actually, and it's still not working, but whatever. That's my argument. Right. See, but yes, I have not trusted I, anyone yet here. And uh, if anyone knows of someone good, cause I'm going to not shave again for at least a month, uh, it'll get wild. I have a theory. I love theories. Since leaving Scottsdale, 
the land of, you know, the highest fake boob per capita in the USA. <laughs> One second, and, uh, and wipe the tears. And, and, <laughs> and the most, the most lip filler. He since leaving Scottsdale, he's actually getting less fancy. He's actually relaxing oh, yeah. a bit. Yeah, chilling. He's a not. More. There's not as much like societal pressure to. Huh. To you know, walk around looking like he's been sculpted and primped, and and uh, I don't even wear shoes anymore. Wild, yeah, yeah. You know, you're, you're gonna <laughs> next thing you know, next thing you know, Dusty's gonna be wearing flip flops and hospital pants. Yeah, yeah. Be, I'm, I'm gonna. You know what I was gonna? It was funny because I was noticing at the airport yesterday. I'm like, what are these motherfuckers walking around with Crocs just everywhere? Just yeah, yeah. No, you're Crocs not Scottsdale on. anymore, buddy. Not in Scottsdale. No, in Scottsdale, not. the babies. The babies in Scottsdale wear J- Jordan ones. All the babies, at least, at least, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they and they, and they definitely don't crease them. Never crease them. <laughs> <laughs> Sacrilegious. No. I like yeah. it. I like it. I think I got a gear like one it. here from. Let's see. Yep, off our live feed. Okay, so TRT, two hundred milligrams bloods every three months. What can I add in to feel better? better and stay in legal range i was thinking eq or 100 milligrams of mast and bring test to 100 so he's thinking drop the test and add in something else to kind of keep himself in range physical and mental health is his priority thanks fellows well my answer is if if so if physical and mental health is your actual priority then you wouldn't need to use any anabolics other than test yep and he says he wants to feel better and stay in the legal range so i assume he has to pass a drug test or you know i, what I think I mean? he just I mean, means whatever the, the natural range that they for his labs so like when he goes yeah. back to labs his doctor doesn't He's slip still, out yeah what I, I don't know i i once you start adding anabolics in then you know you got to watch your cholesterol a lot more closely especially stuff like masteron etc you know, I don't know. It might cause more problems than it's worth. I don't know. Maybe it causes zero problems at all. But I don't know. I would, I mean, what do you think, Dusty? The, the, the key is this. The very first three letters, TRT. TRT. The moment you start adding shit to TRT, or as we call in the body world, TRT plus, you're on a cycle. The end. So, right. you know, if you want to be worried about health and you want to feel good and all that, let your blood markers decide what you should do. Now, also understand that you could be, say, at 800 test and still feel like you're, you don't feel phenomenal. And they will push you up. Hell, they'll push you out of range sometimes on TRT to get you to feel well, um, to feel your best. But I really, I hate, and it's funny because we had another question, which we now don't really need to answer, but is, which is don't mess with TRT until you're ready to say, I'm going to do a cycle. And at that point, you're doing a cycle, do your cycle, you know, so if you're, you know, I think what we have here is somebody who wants to ride the fence, they want to add things in, but they want to take them out. Um, and, I, and nothing wrong with that. I totally understand your mindset, but you're no longer TRT. So just keep that in mind. And like Ron said, the moment you start putting other things in, shit starts changing. So your, you know, big thing, physical and mental health is the priority. Stay with what you're doing. There's no reason... And I really don't see the risk to reward, especially when you're talking about 100 milligrams of this and pulling 100 milligrams of that out. You're just fucking yeah. shit up for no reason. 
Yeah. yeah. I would just push the testosterone dose as high as you can to stay in your range, which would just yep. be like ratcheting it up, ratcheting it up like tiny amounts based on your blood work and just find that sort of top end where your doctor's cool with it. And you can just sit there. Yep. If, you know, that yeah. might be 250 a week. Like, who knows? Maybe it's, you know, who knows what he says. I think too, when he says like mental health or health is most important. And I've been saying this, I think on every podcast I've done now for the last three shows, but health and performance are at opposite ends of the spectrum. So the more you add, like, let's say, let's say I were to say like, okay, so you see a doctor every three months. Why don't you run some Anivar with your test for the next eight weeks and then come off of that, let everything kind of settle back down, let your blood work right. go back to normal, see your doctor. But then at the end of the day, though, that's not stability. You know what I mean? And if mental yep. health is your goal, you're not going to, you know, you're going to be going up and down and up and down. And it's, it's, it's sacrificing your, I mean, to a level, you are sacrificing your health then in order to achieve performance. So, yeah. right. Which is okay right. as long as you, you know, I'm glad you said that the way, Scott, because. That's okay. You just have to say it out loud. I think we like to, as people in general, we like to use words that aren't accurate so we can get the warm and fuzzy and do what the fuck we want to do. Yeah. You know, so it's like, just commit to it. Like, I want to bang hoes. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but you got to right. say it out loud, man. You got to say it out loud. <laughs> right. Well, plus, if you say, I want to bang hoes, just the same as Aceto saying Roden would win the Olympia. It, out to the universe. It brings the, it, you throw it out to the universe and then the hoes come to you because they hear it. They hear people say, do you hear what Dusty they said? Do. Dusty said he wants to bang hoes. And then yeah. the hoes. I'm a hoe. Up there. <laughs> that, that's what I do. Right? And then they like, problem, a solution. <laughs> You know, don't ever be afraid to stand up on a chair and confess your nastiest sexual perversion into a crowd of people because you never know. <laughs> Someone's going to raise their hand. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to get that one wink from, from that one lady. There you go. All right. J-Row asks, uh, do most pro bodybuilders have health insurance or not so much? <laughs> I like the way, I like that word. It's a great word, finish. Or not so or not much. Not so much. <laughs> yeah. I like I like I, I like I her I like her just because of how she finished that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here, here's what I will say. Um, well, I'm Canadian. I do not know. So. The, yeah. oh, I don't yeah. know the answer to this question. <laughs> as a matter of fact, but the answer is not so much. Yeah. Um, you know. Yes, I have health insurance, and for the record, uh, I would have been out a half a million dollars on my nap. So, hello. Speaking of trouble, he misses you. Uh, he does not want to bang host. Scott, <laughs> we can't have we we can't have people that are smarter than us asking questions. That's just we know they're just trying to fuck with us. Oh, she wasn't so asking no questions. questions from her. Yeah, no, she, I'm she just, just threatening. I know what's coming just... next. I know what's coming next. There'll be okay. some technical question <laughs> to support us, but really make us look dumb. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it wouldn't even be a hard question either. It's terrible. No, no. Yeah. All right. Let's see. I do have another one. Something here. about something about molecular cleavage sites. I love cleavage. Wait, what? There you go. Yeah, exactly. That's where we'd go. All right. We're getting a lot of a lot of gear questions, so we. I, I'm going to request though. That's good, but I'm also going to request some off-topic stuff because I want to hear these guys say some funny shit. Uh, what are the benefits of donating blood while on PEDs? 
and how much should, how often should I do it? How much? Thanks. Oh, in last five minute clan. Well, I, I think the major benefit of donating while you're on is the gift of giving other people anabolics. (laughs) fucking giver you know other people get to experience you know just that trace amount of test and primo floating around in your system when you give blood you know (laughs) it's enhancing they call it enhancing it's a gift enhancing yeah i don't know how often should you give blood dusty every three months Uh, every six months i think they let i I need to go again they let us every 16 weeks i believe in the states uh it's a little longer for me because i do the double red um that's where they so basically double red is they take out twice as many red blood cells um and everything else gets uh recycled and put back in so the only thing they're pulling is the reds and i always feel phenomenal you know a lot of people say when they give blood like the next day they're a little off in the gym i'm like breaking records the next day double red is amazing so if you get a chance to do it um give that a roll you'll like it but I, I can't remember. I just get literally, they just email me and they're like, you're good to come in on Tuesday. I'm like, done. I, I go every oh. chance I get. And I think it sucks um, that I go to a place called Vitalant and they're begging for blood all the time. And I mean, even no PEDs or PEDs, it's something you should do for the world because your body will make it. So I don't, I wish more people understood like, it takes like 40 minutes and you get free snacks. So, I mean, what do you want? Simple. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you yeah, know what I, I got to go again. You know what I noticed when I started doing it was uh, my hematocrit was really high. And um, I went to my well, doctor. Like it's a Yeah, well, you know what? It didn't go that fast was the thing. I, uh, I went to my doctor. I started seeing a therapeutic phlebotomist. They took out like 500 milliliters. They can take out more. That's the other thing that's cool about going to a therapeutic phlebotomy. They, now, they do destroy the blood afterwards, so it's not going to anybody else. But uh, they can take out more than a pint. They can do it more often. And you could even go even okay. every week if they need you to. But I'd, do, I'd get rid of, you know, 450, and then my numbers would be down like two points. And then I'd go back in because it was really high. And once it got mm-hmm. high... And like the ferritin and everything was high. Then I kept producing more. And it was like, you know, you get on like that. There's like a snowball effect. So it took a while to get it down. So I just want to throw it out there that if you were way out of range, it might not come down super fast. So, Right. Were, was that uh, due to anything you took, you know, or was that just a natural uh, thing for your body? I, well, I was on... Uh, as, as as we're calling it TRT plus and right. I was doing like th- over 300 a week and it was for a prolonged period of time and I was like nah this is great you know I'm basically running TRT a little extra and I didn't check my levels and then when I did it was it was up there it was like 55 56 something like that oh, okay yeah that's that's what's up. it what's it supposed to be under 50 uh, I, I think 48 uh, is the the number they want you to be at but you know, right. I, I'll tell you too, I talked to Dante about it because post COVID I was at my highest ever and it wasn't from gear use, but I was at 57 and he was like, look, start doing as much cardio as you can remove vitamin C, remove red meat. And in four weeks I went from 57 to 50.1 and I, I messaged him back and he was like, see, I told you. <laughs> I was surprised. He was like, did you doubt? That's what it was. I was like, dude, I can't believe this. He was like, did you doubt me? 
<laughs> <laughs> I think see I told you is something he gets to say pretty often. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's, that's true. Always She's fancy. got a valid point. But she knows I'm Scottsdale. I can't help it. Can't help it. No, I know. I know. White trash is at the at the base though. <laughs> I had one more right. here. Oh, this is actually from last week. Uh, from Anthony. He said maybe a cool question as well as one for the next episode. Uh, the most and only one overrated and underrated carb, protein, and fat source. What does he mean by that? Overrated uh, and I know underrated. what he means. I know what he means. Okay. <laughs> what does he mean? Let me handle this one. All right. I got this one. I got this. <laughs> so overrated tilapia. You don't need to ever eat it. It's disgusting. The end. Um, overrated fat source. Um, well, I think I'm going to say it. I, I think supplement. I think supplementing with with like a bunch of fats is like kind of dumb. I don't know. I see all these people dieting for shows, and they're like adding peanut butter to mm. their meals and adding all this oil. Oh, I got to get my fats up to this percentage. I'm like. You know, if you just cut those out, you can keep some more carbs in. Like, be full. <laughs> like, do you want to eat rice or a tablespoon of, like, some fancy oil that you just bought? I don't know. That's how I am. So people that, like, fat, I think, I think nut butters are highly overrated for a lot of people. And one of the reasons I think that is because they're not essential. You don't need to eat them for any reason. You're not going to die. I did you know, 15 shows without them. Um, and also most of you can't be reliable to not lick the spoon constantly. So it causes problems. And I some of you that. eat the whole jar at, at a time. And then you do try to do two hours of cardio to make up for it. And um, I think some, some of you should probably just not have nut butter in your diet Life. mct oil there we go scott <laughs> stevenson so MC, i was just going to say mct oil is one of the oils that i do keep around and i did use when i was prepping and i do have use for um so that's a underrated fat would be mct i think overrated carb i don't know there's all these fads right like well you got to eat fruit loops post-workout and stuff yeah, like that yeah you know what i mean but i don't yeah. know what do you think dusty what do you want to add I mean, the, the only, I'm just not as particular as everybody is. Like, so for me, the, the overrated is the idea that there's, like you just said, an essential must. You know, like you remember, Ron, like back when I was doing a bunch of YouTube videos, I used to drink uh, strawberry soda post-workout. And people are like, why, did, why is this, why strawberry soda? And I'm like, well, obviously the molecular chain of the straw, because I fucking like strawberry soda. That's why. Everything, everything's like this. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So I do think that that's my big thing is, is things that you can handle, things that you can make the macros work, and that's it. You know, and I'm with you on nut butters. I think, I don't think that they're, people get so blown away by them. Like, it's fucking, it's peanut butter. Take a bite move on with your life. Cream, I agree with that, Tanya. I do agree You're with that. you not a cream or rice fan? Well, it's not that I'm so, not a fan, but it's like, it's not, you know, it's, it's not uh, Vic Richards coming back to life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> right? <laughs> that was amazing. For those of you who did not catch the beginning of the show and didn't that know, will, Victor Richards is alive, apparently. That so. will remain useful forever. <laughs> That's your life. Anyone that involved good. in bodybuilding, no matter what comes up, you'll be able to say, well, it's, it's good, but it's not Victor Richards coming back to life. <laughs> That was nice. Very valid. Very valid. That was nice. All right. <laughs> Let's I see. know. This is these foods. These foods. You guys are wrecked. That was good. I didn't mean for it to go that well. <laughs> oh, shit. It's, it's the same with all, it's all this fad stuff. When the fads are happening, yeah. you don't realize. A lot of people don't see the fad. Like, they don't see the forest through the trees, right? Especially newer people, mm-hmm. you know, who haven't yeah, seen 10 yeah, fads. But, but us old grizzled linebackers <laughs> with our heads on a swivel, we see what's going on, right? We're like, no, no, this is all just movement. I, the ball's yeah. right there, right? You know, like, and 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 this is like nobody did parking lot lunges until Ronnie Coleman did them on video. Yeah, and all of a sudden yeah. everyone had to do parking lot lunges. Okay, no, nobody, nobody did reverse grip barbell rows till Dorian Yates did reverse grip barbell rows, and then everyone had to do reverse grip barbell rows, and then when Ronnie came out and was doing deadlifts everyone stopped doing dorian rose and started deadlifting and then like yeah all these trends it's like whoever's the champ everyone just copies them in one way or another and oh this guy eats cream of rice instead of oatmeal oh my god i'm gonna change it and then all my clients i'm gonna change all my clients from cream from oatmeal to cream of rice everyone's mm-hmm. on cream of rice now and then a few years go by and the next champ will eat fucking oatmeal and they'll go back to oatmeal and change all their clients <laughs> plans back to oatmeal it's just it's and I, and like I just I'm just like oh yeah. Um, okay, well well I got a question off of that myself then. So Ron, you pay a lot of attention to gym equipment, owning a gym. Dusty, you love gym right. equipment because you, you know, you're training love on it, gym. bodybuilder all that. Valid. Um what piece of gym equipment or what exercise is currently the fad that may be overrated? Hip thrusts. Yeah, yeah. So hip thrusts, yeah, hip thrusts, hip thrusts are an overrated for a reason. They're an excellent exercise for sure. For for certain, but most people aren't doing them correctly, or they're doing them for the wrong reasons. You know what I mean? Like, oh, for sure. That's like it's not really servicing their goals or whatever, um, or they're doing them incorrectly. Like I said, but yeah, um, all the. Any anything? How do I put this? If you're sitting sideways in a machine, stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny that you said that. I, I, I don't love know. watching those just get hammered. I, I, and I know someone watching this is going to be irritated, but I used to laugh. Yeah, I'd, I would sorry, see. I, I would see. I gotta uh, say the odd uh, thing. You know, you know when when you like Charles Glass, I'm like this motherfucker is going to ruin my life. <laughs> Like he, he just finds a piece of equipment. He's like, yeah, but if I were to sit on that upside down, it could be a shoulder press. I'm like, but you're upside down. Can't we just use yeah, the you, shoulder press? I could sit upside there's up. There's a shoulder press. Know? There's like a flex fit. There's like a, an Atlantis plate loaded shoulder press right beside you. Yeah, you could it's just, designed for this. It's what it does. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's just how I, that's just how I am. I, so with exercises, my number one rule is, you know, are you, an athlete who's trying to be more stable, agile, and explosive and all that stuff? Or are you trying to change the way your body looks? You have to make a decision. And if you're trying to change the way your body looks, 
you want exercises to be loadable. Yes. You have to be able right. to use weight. You have to be able to put stress on the body. So if you're doing a fancy single leg sideways thing and you can only put like a plate on the machine because it puts your off. hip puts your <laughs> hip in a weak position. So you're not really you can't really move any weight and it's not really that safe of movement. The machine's not made to be done that way. Then you're just inefficiently loading. You're just moving your leg around. It's it's you might as well just move your arm around. Like you're you're just, you're exercising. You're no longer training. That's my thing. Yeah. You're just you know exercise, moving around, movement, burning calories, getting your blood your heart rate up. That's healthy. But if you're here to get bigger legs and rounder glutes, that exercise to me is a very inefficient waste of your time. That's it's actually funny. Um, so I, I used to train in person uh, a couple uh, NFL wide receivers. And uh, we're at the gym one day and there was a trainer in there doing um, ladder work with uh, like high school football teams, like right. a couple players. And he looks over and he goes, fucking waste of time. And I'm like, what? Everyone does those. He goes, yeah, and they're garbage. No one good does those. <laughs> and I was like, so I realized in that moment that just like us, there's very obvious things that we know. He's yeah. like, no top end speed coach will have you do that because if you are playing to be a football player, you don't look down. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, mm. oh, and I mean, I couldn't even go into depth on more cause I didn't ask any more questions, but I was just like, holy shit. Like I would think that that was genius. So yeah, that, that's in every, it's in every realm for sure. You're popping up shit. I don't even read Scott. Like, Right, that? right. A, Joy. that was funny. I got that. That was good. I like that. There's a lot People going on lot. here. This is a different Jesus. animal. This is a different animal, Dusty. You gotta, gotta. It's hard to talk and read. That's what it is. At the same it's hard time, hard to chew yeah. gum and walk, and I try all the time. All right. Yeah. I think yeah. there's gonna be a wrong question here from Mister Mister. We're getting a little off topic here, which I think is good. He says, uh, if you could train with one historical leader from any time period. Whom would you choose? Don't you feel dusty like this is a Ron question? Yeah, because oh. he already knows. <laughs> He's already locked in. What do you do? What do you do? Do you do it as like a psychological experiment? Like to see like, hmm. like do you do you like train back with Stalin? <laughs> you know? See like, wonder what Stalin's like. I'll talk to him between sets. Yeah. See if I can really, <laughs> you know? I don't know. Historical well, leader? Jesus, I don't know. I'm just trying to think. Doesn't Putin work out? Does he? Putin works out. Yeah, Putin pumps iron. Maybe I go have like a workout with Putin. I, I mean, he's the ultimate Russian gangster. There'd have to be some funny shit. I imagine halfway through the workout, somebody comes over to him with a cell phone and he just picks it up. He goes, fucking kill him and hands it back. <laughs> and then you just keep doing your next set. I assume yeah. that happens. Doesn't skip a beat. Oh, for sure. Doesn't skip a beat. That's a, good, that's a valid point. I think it's a good question. But I mean, I guess you could do the same thing with Hillary Clinton, only she just look and go, you know what to do. Yeah, yeah, She yeah, wouldn't even have to, to say it. it. She wouldn't say it. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be She'd worried someone would record it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's a funny question. What world that's leaders train, word. you know? Well, at, at the moment, Joe Rogan. But anyways. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the, un the unofficial president of Texas. Exactly. <laughs> I would there train with the president of Texas, Joe Rogan. <laughs> there. That's my answer. All right. Okay. We got another off topic here. Dusty being a hockey player and Ron Canadian and a big fan. Uh, has everyone, anyone ever been to a hockey game 
uh, from kids to pros with hearing at least one one oh, AC DC song. Of course. Oh yeah. Every, do they do that yeah. a lot? Always. Oh yeah, that's a that's a hockey hockey games you'll hear ACDC for sure. Okay. Yeah, absolutely for sure. I'm getting buried you here. You couldn't you couldn't go to a live hockey game in Canada without hearing ACDC. Yeah. All right. Uh back to bodybuilding. Ever concerned you cut calories too fast. Not overly hungry yet, but did notice a weaker feeling going into the gym, just pushing through it though. Um, well, uh, I mean, I suppose the answer to the question is yes. I probably cut my calories too much at one point and then just bumped them slightly back up again to make a, you know, adjustment, you know, a lot of people overcorrect, right? So Mm. they, they, they cut their calories and then they have, they see like two reps disappear and they're like, oh my God, I need a cheat day. (laughs) Exactly. And it's like, that's a bit of an overcorrection. You were just kind of hungry that day from starting your diet. And sometimes if you just like let your body level out, what happens is within days, you start to become more insulin sensitive. Yeah. And your body mm-hmm. starts to be more efficient with, with carbohydrates. And, and you actually start you know, burning more fat for fuel too, instead of just exclusively carbs. You know, The first couple of days on a diet, you're burning a lot more carbs as fuel. Mm-hmm. And you start to kind of feel better. Like that's often what you do is just push, push through the first couple of days. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I feel better. My strength's actually pretty good. You know, do you feel the same dust? What's up? Yeah. I was going to say, I think <clears throat> what you also run into sometimes with, uh, with athletes is they know they've cut their calories. So that tells them that they got weaker and then they get weaker. Right. Um, it's very similar to stepping on the scale and the scale being down and you're flat the scale went down. So the scale told you that you look flat. You don't look right. You're fine. So I, I never allowed myself. I think it was pure trust in my coach and with Chris, I never even thought about how I felt. I just executed the diet and you know, this Ron, I mean, I was breaking like PRs two weeks. Oh, so for the live viewers, sometimes this happens to dusty. Yeah, they don't know about back that. on in about nope. He already back came back on in like ten seconds. There, there he is. Go. Look at that. This is the way things work. You guys just don't know about it. Yeah. Now we can't hear him. South Carolina oh, internet sucks balls. Yeah, I just said sucks there balls. That's go. it. You missed the South Carolina internet part. <laughs> you sounded Anyways. like yeah, like I just screamed sucks balls and came on. Anyways, so yes, uh, but but you know the cutting the calories like Ron said, it's just simple. Lower him weight. You know, it shouldn't be that drastic. We got more, Scott. We got more. Bodybuilding shit. That's boring. We got. You want some non-bodybuilding shit? Fucking right, I do. Ron's world. Jay Rose got another one. Oh, this is totally going to be another Ron question. Yes. Uh, Here we go. Jay Rose asks. uh, Okay, another topic. Uh, Holiday movies, your faves, and yes, Die Hard is unquestionably a Christmas movie. So holiday, I assume she means Christmas holiday because that's what's coming up. I'm thinking so. We're going to count. So I don't know. There's so many good ones. Christmas vacation. Obviously. Yeah, it's a classic. Christmas vacation, obviously. Um, I love Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn. Yes, I was just thinking of that. Yeah, that's that's worth like a re. That's worth like a. (laughs) Yeah, Four Christmases is worth a rewatch every year. That's kind of like a, a real good like. Hall of Fame Christmas movie, I think. One of the, the more recent sort of Hall of Fame Christmas movies. 
fact. Yeah, that's what I think. I, I also have to factor in, uh, just because it was literally in my era, and I guess yours too, Ron, Home Alone was like my jam when I was a kid. No kidding. Yeah, and now yes. that I'm an adult, I just want to know what Kevin's dad did for a living because holy shit, he was balling. That house, yeah. the trip with the whole fucking family, what the hell? That's yeah, a valid yeah. point. My Polar man Tyler coming through. <laughs> I don't funny. remember the three words, but anyways... Uh, that was just Polar Express. Whatever. I, uh, <laughs> right, right. So I. this actually reminds me of something that I meant to bring up. This is sort of unrelated now. We're, we're switching topics. Unless Scott has Christmas movie. No, I don't. I was going to say something else, but it was also going to switch the topic. So please carry oh, on. Oh, Elf. Okay. Oh, sorry. shit. Elf. Sorry. There you go. Keep going. Elf. Yeah, great one. Did you know Will Ferrell turned down the script for Elf 2? They offered him like twenty five million for it, really, and he's like, eh. he goes, it's he goes, the story's too stupid. It's been <laughs> and they're like, it's they're like it's Elf two. Like, <laughs> elf one was stupid also. What do you want from us? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, Home Alone. You mentioned you yes. got Macaulay Culkin, right? Yes. His brother, his little brother, Kieran Culkin, uh-huh. is on a a show called Succession on HBO. And I have to, uh, we're just starting season three now. It is so fucking good. Everyone out there is looking for a show. Look for Succession on HBO. They're just starting season three. Um, It's fucking fantastic. All the actors are amazing. Kieran Culkin is in it, and he steals the show. There's a lot of good actors, but his character is like hilarious, and he does a great job. And... um, I I recommend it heavily. So that's my TV thing. Okay, you guys got to check it out. I got a TV yes. thing for you, Ron. And I don't know if you guys have mentioned this previously because I wasn't really plugged into it. I don't watch TV like ever, ever. Unless I'm hanging out with Victoria and we're going to like relax at the last half hour of the night. And that's it. But right. Okay. I started watching. We just chill. We just chill. We skip the Netflix. <laughs> Are you still watching? <laughs> hey, babe. Love you. <laughs> she has now stopped watching this show permanently. <laughs> Squid Games. You guys watching this? Just started it last night. Okay. One of our listeners mentioned it last episode, uh, and I was like, oh, I'll give this a try. I'm seven. I think I'm episode seven now. Get ready. That's all I got to say, Ron. Yeah. So I'm. I'm. I got about two thirds of the way through episode one last night. Yeah. And then I, cause it was late. I started late. I was like, I got to go to bed. So I'm going to, I'm going to plow through some this, this uh, weekend, hopefully. But yeah, I, it's, I can tell it's already going to be fucked up. It gets there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. I'm, I'm very interested. Not sure how much more time we have here. How, how long you guys want to go, but uh, I I'll, got nine minutes, nine minutes. All right. Let's see if we can knock through two then. Uh, trying a training black block that is higher intensity, lower volume. Or maybe this is enough to just cover the show here. Uh, I am doing one top set and one back off set. How many sets in a session should I do? He's doing push, mm. quads, rest, pull, push, rest, hams, back, rest. It's mm. a good question. Uh, well, you. He- you always want to, so if you start too high 
and you don't get results, then you don't know which way to go because you don't know hmm. like where your bottom is. I always say if you're going to try like this style of training, you know, we call it whatever you want, Dorian style or DC style or whatever you're going to, whatever term you want to use to describe the progressive overload stuff, I would start with fewer sets. So err, err on lower sets because the goal is to see progress with the least amount possible, which yeah. I know sounds funny, but then at least you know, like if you do a few sets and you don't get stronger, then you know you have to add. Right. Right. Whereas Good if you point. do 10 sets and yeah, if you do 10 sets and you don't get stronger, then you're like, oh, am I, did I do too many? Do seven or do 13? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I would start low. I would maybe just do like, you know, if you're going to do a top and a back off, just do like two, two exercises per body, direct body part, you know, back might need three or four, but I would mm -hmm. say like, you know, two exercises per body part and just go from there. Yeah. That's great advice. That's, I, I think that's a perfect way to nail it because if not, you, you who knows? Each person's different. Yeah. I mean, you might be like, I, I have a client right now. He, he keeps his volume pretty low and he just messaged me yesterday and he's like, I'm gaining reps and pounds. Nice. Every workout. Like he's doing yeah. a blast right now. So he like, I added 10 pounds and got two reps and he's doing like just a few sets per body part. Yeah, I love so, that. you know, you gotta just chase the gains. If I can add one thing, um, I know that the top set back off set is a very popular technique for training now. Like a lot of people are doing that. I have, I, I, the new clients that I work with, I'll have them send me video and like you've mentioned dusty and, uh, I've seen a lot of guys that are training in that way that aren't actually pushing to like true, like absolute. If you train that way, I guess I'm saying I feel like you need to be able to go all out. And so for some people, I've been like, no, nah, why don't we just go back to three sets, like three working sets? Because they're not really they're not able to plug in enough to get as much as they need to out of that. And you know what? If you if you try to focus on making that first set your heaviest set and you progress to the point where it makes sense that you just pull it back to a top set and a back off set, then more power to you. But I do want to say that if you are doing a top set back offset, it's got to be like, like Scott Stevenson's explained it, like gun to your head. You got to get another rep. Yeah, you have to. Be or we're going to pull the trigger, and you can't get another rep. So you have no other choice but to just take the bullet. Like it's got to be yep. to that level. So that's my PSA for the yeah. day. No, it's it's, yep. it's flawless too because that's something that I push all the time. It's it's most people work out, very few train. And I consider that yeah, a that's, very big difference. Yeah, that's exactly what I meant about the inefficient exercises too. It's like inefficient exercises are still exercise, like your like movement and your heart rate and your you know you're still doing something, but it's not training. Yeah, you know, training is training is a goal. You have to have a goal, like a target that you're trying to achieve. You know, so yeah, I agree. You know, the funny thing I had a question from someone the other day. They said. Um, who was your first introduction to progressive overload? Was it Mike Menser or Dorian Yates? And I actually realized it was Lee Labrada. Because Lee Labrada used to say all the time, like, people do way too many sets. Do your sets hard and make them count. And I remember he said at a seminar, because he was the first pro I ever met, he said that he does three sets per exercise. The first set 
is like a good solid set. You know, like he'll do a perfect 10 reps and it's a good, when he gets a good pump from it, it feels good. So that's what we would call a prep set, you know? Yeah. And then his mm-hmm. next set, and then his next set was his heaviest set. And then he would take weight off because you, you're, he said, you should be tired. You shouldn't be able to go up for your third set because you should be tired from the set that you did before. Right. He said, you should actually have to take weight off. So that whole like stepping the weight down for the final set was actually something that, labrata talked about at a seminar in like 1990 when i 1991 when i saw him and so that then you know when i read dorian talk about it that's why it clicked so easily because i already had the concept in my head right can i throw in one more off topic yeah it's just for dusty oh boy question for dusty you have to f1 fight one marry one a brown bear an eagle and Sarah McLaughlin. And <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> In the arms of an angel. Great. We just got demonetized Ooh. around. Thanks. It's, it, it oh, did we? Yeah. No. The bot will pick that up. <laughs> well, it's because the bot it's will think. angelic voice. Yeah. It sounded just yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, because I am the saint that I am. Okay. I would. I would. I would fight the eagle. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would, I would definitely the brown bear cause it'd be the first object that's hairier than me. Uh, and, uh, I'm a saint because I took care of Sarah McLaughlin for you guys. I mean, that right. was for all of you, you know, so that's I'm a team incredible. player. <laughs> hey, she 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 she'd be the one to marry. She you know she'd get invited to concerts and stuff. That'd be fun. No, no, because then I brought her and that song. <laughs> Maybe she'll Mariah sing you in the Christmas, car. So. <laughs> exactly. See, that's the shit that I'm she looking would forward to. to it, as a wife. <laughs> I'm, look, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to. I expect to walk into the grocery store. I'm going shopping today. I expect to hear Mariah Carey. I haven't heard it yet. Disappointed. Yeah. It's going to start soon. I feel like marrying an eagle makes sense, though. It's an American thing. Is it a bald eagle? Very American. Yeah. I'm a bald dusty. Fuck it. All right. (laughs) Well, is that it? I got to go. That's all we got, then. There were more. We appreciate everybody's comments. You guys are freaking awesome. Thank you for hanging with us. This is cool. Yeah, this was fun. Uh, You know what? You know, I, I don't know how uh, how good we are live compared to heavily edited. But, uh, yeah, there's so much editing usually. That's the it, scary part. Yeah, it's um, it's it's good to get this done. You know, we couldn't record on Monday, so it's nice to know we have this live option. So yes. uh, l- let us know. Remember, like, share, subscribe, comment, ring the bell. Yes. There you go. Perfect timing. <laughs> okay thanks uh thanks for setting this up scott absolutely and for the you know instagram stuff you send us so we can post and let people know absolutely and we appreciate yeah. it dusty good luck with 405 next week thank you sir and and remember it's just bodybuilding <laughs>